The Google Podcast app is going away in April. Right now, I want you to take a look at the podcast app you're using right now. Maybe it's time for a new one. Check out podcastapps.com and try a new one for free right now. That's podcastapps.com. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now, here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome to the show. I was thinking about how long I worked for a living because I started working when I was 21 years old, just out of Red River College. And before I started working in marketing, I worked a variety of different jobs. And I remember during those early years, there was no such thing as health and wellness. We used to smoke at work. We worked overtime. We didn't take breaks. And that was expected. But in later years, I think people started thinking that there's more to life than just work. And most businesses that I worked at had a health and wellness committee. And that offered everything from going for walks at lunch, taking breaks, offering discounts on fitness, and a variety of other ways of thinking about nutrition, you know, water intake, making sure that we were taking our holidays instead of working through. And it really made a difference in how you felt and also in your productivity. Because work-life balance can be a tricky one to manage Because if you tip it over one way or another, it can cause you to be out of balance. My guest today is someone who knows a thing or two about that. His name is Jordan Sisua, and I'm going to read his bio on LinkedIn because he's more than just a health and wellness expert. A seasoned and entrepreneurial kinesiologist, workplace wellness consultant, teacher and media personality with over 100 appearances on TV and radio. Thought leader on holistic wellness, including fitness, nutrition, hydration, sleep habits, mental health, personal effectiveness, and resilience. Human resource consultant, business owner, fitness coach for national sports teams and professional athletes, and just a terrific person. Please help me welcome Jordan. Hey, Jordan. How's it going? Good, good. So happy you're here. I appreciate you bringing me on. It's always a fun time to chat either online or uh, in person. Yes, over a cup of coffee. You know it. <laughs> That's right. We're both coffee aficionados. And uh, I remember meeting with you for coffee at Starbucks on Pembina. Oh my gosh, this is years ago. And we were just talking about life in general and just connecting and fitness and and all the rest of it and and I believe at that time I'm I'm not sure if 
you had started Fit City Jordan or you had been doing it and we were just talking about what direction you were going to take that in. And so let's start by asking you, what made you decide to start Fit City Jordan and and what exactly did that entail or does it entail? We started the Fit City Project as something that I've always wanted something better for everyone. And this, I guess this is the crux of it is I was working with pro athletes. I had this fun time doing these, these boot camps and all, all this stuff. And there was just something missing. And Because this goes back 15, 20 years, right? Where it almost seemed like fitness was just, if you don't go to the gym, you're not going to be healthy. And I used to look at it and I was like, you know, I, I came out of kinesiology and, and I knew that exercise is medicine. Like one, it's it, it doesn't need to be just for weight loss or that's the marker. It can be repairing injuries, you know, and this was, this was my passion when I was at university is, is doing that and, and setting up programs where if people do these exercises, they're going to protect themselves from injuries. And that was, that was a big part of it. And then the other part was just, you know, having people understand and, and, and now uh, like you were talking about how, how it's changed over the years. Well, well now sitting is the new smoking and this, just making people understand that it doesn't take much, but you know, the simple stuff like your calf muscles are the second heart, meaning that my heart pumps blood through the whole body, but I've got an artery system that goes away from the heart. And then I've got a vein system that brings things back. Well, arteries are a contractive tissue. Veins aren't, they require the muscles to do the the pumping. So when I do these workplace wellness programs and get in there. It's why do I have to walk, right? Like, is it because I can be productive. If I just sit at my desk for the next nine hours, I can get a lot of stuff done. But making people understand that if you do that, your muscles don't pump. Your muscles don't pump. They don't return the blood back to the heart. And the calf muscle is is the primary one because it's the blood goes down all the way to the toes. How does it get back? And that's the thing. You take a couple steps and those muscles start pumping and the, the unofficial thing is seven steps is enough muscle pumps to return and get that blood flow for a full cycle. So you need to take seven steps. And I'm like, if that's like, that's the minimum. So it, it's, it's making people understand on, on a, on a regular basis, you need to just take, get up and take seven steps, right? Let's get that heart. Let's get that blood flowing back and around the system uh, so that we're not pooling the blood in different places and all this kind of stuff and causing other issues. And the start of the Fit City Jordan thing was, you know, I'm old enough and have been doing this long enough to be able to say, like, I wanted to be part of that shift. Right. So I was writing for the Huffington Post. We were doing it and it, it was just talking differently about it. It was it was making you know, 90% of the population comfortable with health and well-being. And it was, you know, I, I was somebody that would constantly ask large companies, it's like health and beauty. Why are we putting health and beauty is just makeup, <laughs> you know, like I'm missing the health part or I'm missing the beauty part. I'm missing all of it. But that was, you know, that was the trend is then all of a sudden wellness became a, a word that was connected to, are you taking the right supplements? Well, no, what I need people doing is caring for their whole body and emotional wellness and the whole thing. That's very interesting. I never quite thought of it as just seven steps. 
Because when I think about sitting on the couch watching, you know, Netflix or I'm sitting at my desk and working, and then when I go and stand up, my feet are asleep, you know, and I have to actually kind of stomp it down to wake them up. But that means that the blood's been pooling in my feet. And when you talk about walking, like you say, walking is, or sitting, I should say, is the new smoking. But I also think about walking is the best weight-bearing exercise that you can do, isn't it? It's the easiest. And, th- and this is the concept I, I, I like to get across to people is that, that, that the best of the best professionals. So you take a pro athlete or you take, you know, a highly trained military unit or you take whoever uh, as a CEO and, and somebody that's this person is, is, is the best. They're on top of their game. What they're good at is the basics. They don't screw up on the simple things that make their game, their work, whatever, the best. And this is where, you know, health is the same way. And your basics, the most basic thing is consistency. What will you do every day that gets you moving, that gets you drinking enough water, that gets you eating food that is nutritious, and that gets you enough sleep? You cover those things off with excellence every single day, and you're going to be healthy. Now, the movement part, the exercise part, it's as simple as walking because what you're doing is, like you said, there's load bearing and you're taking all your joints through a range of motion. That means the blood's flowing to it, through it, and getting nutrition to that joint. Um, The only extra thing I do like to see people do is two or three times a week, lift heavy things. And it doesn't like you don't have to go to a gym for an hour, but, you know, finding ways to squat with up and down two or three sets of eight times with extra weight or doing push-ups or doing anything that you can think of to add add resistance that resistance just makes us you know modern day we're not lifting things in our daily living um so if you can put that resistance in on top of it now you're covering your basics you do that with excellence and you got health And when I think about what you said in terms of doing something on a daily basis, you know, whether it's drinking water, whether it's eating nutritious food or exercise, I read a book that they talked about the residual effect in terms of investing money or you create a subscription program, people sign up for it and they automatically renew their membership without you having to do anything. So that's a residual revenue. But when you do something on a regular basis, so let's talk about, let's say you go for a 30-minute walk every day and you do that consistently no matter what. That is the residual effect of your health. So it's cardiovascular. It's also a low weight bearing. It's moving your joints. It's moving your blood. It's getting you fresh air because you're outside. It's also stress reduction in a sense because now you're outside, you're you're breathing, you're using your entire body. And so the health effects of walking, it's not just walking, it's everything. I like that way of looking at it because you're right, consistency is the key. Yeah, and, and that's if someone is listening right now, the message you need to get is just be consistent every day, move just basics and and do it because you want to take care of your body and your health. Over the years, I just, I found so many people would come see me for a boot camp, six weeks to drop weight. And you're just like, I hear you. I know what you're doing. I get it. 
Um, we, cause, cause this is the other thing is, is if we deny vanity is, is, is a part of most people's decision-making for exercise. Now we've got a different conversation and problem altogether. But, you know, when we address that and just say, if you're consistently taking care of your health and then you have your, this is your, you know, your bar that you're going to stick to. And then every once in a while you do a boot camp and you go hard and you just like, yeah, I feel stronger, better. And yeah, okay, it was for my trip to Mexico or it is July in Manitoba and everyone's going to be on the beach and I wanted to look my best. That is, to me, if that is something that you can look at as a fun thing that you're doing just for yourself, because that makes you confident and happy. Great. It's not health. It's not wellness. That's a thing that you're doing for yourself. And, 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 that that needs to be part of the conversation is and because like as a fitness person i do it as well it's may 2nd and i've picked up my fitness program uh considerably because you know what june july and august i'm getting sunshine on my whole body and i want to be looking my fittest right like it, it is a natural thing that motivates me it, it doesn't need to be a motivation but if we ignore it for some people but i'm not doing it to be healthy I'm doing it because that's an enjoyment thing for me is to, to push my limits, to, to go for sprints instead of just jogs, to lift heavier weights. You know, like it, it motivates me to do that stuff. But again, I have no expectation that another human would do that. You know, if they don't find it fun, because this is the thing, I don't find art fun. And there's creative people out there that will spend hours doing that and they make beautiful paintings or their their homes just look spectacular because they've decorated and done things. That's not something that I can relate to. But if you said, Jordan, go have fun, I'm probably going to do something physical. I'm going to play a sport or I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to take a treadmill and I'm going to put it on a max incline and sprint until I'm close to puking. And I still do that at 42 years old. That's still things I consider fun. You know, um, if my dreams come true, I will probably join the reserves for the military and put myself through that. I find it fun. And, and I think that's something people need to discuss is what you find fun, you'll do and you'll do it at a high level. And for people that enjoy physical things, that then changes their body's appearance. It has nothing to do with health and wellness. It is the result of doing something you love a guitarist or a musician can produce music that I can only dream of. Artists can produce photos I can only dream of because they're following a passion. And I think that that's where something, you know, how the media portrays it or social media specifically, people forget that you have a genetically gifted human being there that loves to be physical. And that's why their appearance is what it is. And you hit the nail on the head because if you don't enjoy what you're doing, you're not going to do it. It's going to be a chore. You know, it's like, instead of saying, uh, I'm looking forward to going boxing today or going to Zumba, or I'm playing tennis today and I'm going to have fun and I, or I have to go to the gym, you know, and it's like, you're, you're forcing yourself to do it. And you either will do it and probably dread every single second that you're there or you'll dread going and then go and then realize, okay, you know what? I'm glad I went because it really made a difference. And sometimes it's that mentality that 
we have to do something versus we want to do something. I think about when I used to run and I loved that feeling of running, but that first 10 minutes, I'm huffing and I'm puffing and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And you feel like you want to stop because it's hard work. And then after that 10 minutes, you know, everything kind of settles down and you get your second wind. And then you feel like you can fly. Like you're just like your, your body is moving easily. You're breathing, your limbs are moving and you're just feeling the sense of euphoria. You know, I know endorphins are are kicking in and, but it's getting over that hump of this is hard. I, I don't know if I can do this or I really suck at boxing. So I'm going to give up versus, yeah, I really suck at boxing, but I'm going to keep at it because I know I'm going to get better. It's again, getting back to find something you love to do, regardless of whether it's to lose weight, to feel good, to fit in your clothes, to wear a bikini, whatever those reasons are. It's just moving your body and gaining all the benefits. So you're looking good, but you're also healthy and feeling good too. And I think it's important to add that if you chase weight loss, it's a huge mistake. And I think that this was, I think this is something we learned, you, you and I again discussing as people that were fitness minded in the 90s and the early 2000s, also the 80s. Um, <laughs> there, there's, there's parts of this where it just got obsessive about weight. And this is the problem is if you chase something as silly as weight loss, and that's the thing, like, and this is where I, I love the body positivity movement because it's, it is people that are truly going to do things that are, they love and they're doing things to be healthy. When you're healthy, when you're showing discipline in not consuming sugar at every single meal, when you're, when you're doing those things properly, your body will go to its genetic steady state. It will go to a place where it's healthy. Your blood pressure will be low. Your sugars will be balanced. You'll have the right look like for your genetics. And that is something I think people need to understand that it's not for me, when I walk into a room, it's not how I look, but it's being, I can be proud in the fact that I'm like, I am taking care of myself. So I'm going to be on this planet and I'm going to be here healthy, productive, and a benefit to as many people as I can be because I'm taking care of my health. Not the appearance has nothing to like great, wonderful. Uh, there's people that can go on Instagram, TikTok, et cetera. And they just, you see them do their movement and you see their bodies moving. You're just like, wow, that is a, physically appealing human being but that's not wellness that's not health that's not what literally that's the one percent of the population right and 99 percent, the rest of us are going to be a varying part of just healthy blood pressures are in check the blood sugars are in check all of the things that you need to know so that you're healthy and a part of your family as long as you can be that's what we need to be looking after and and i think that that's something where when I do workplace wellness consulting, we go in and we we have a discussion for the whole group and it, it's a planned thing. We get everyone excited. But then we also do some casework with people with they're struggling the most. And those people, when you work one-on-one -on -one with them, what you're looking to do is have them understand that like their results are going to be different, but they still need to find things that they enjoy. And it's not, you're not, if you're not a, a, a health minded person or a physical minded person, social media is not for you and finding your plans. is That's not where you want to be doing it. You want to find your thing. A lot of people 
It's just nature, getting out on hikes, going for bike rides. And as long as your heart has pumped at a higher level that day, you're good. That's exercise. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Speaking of exercise, I know that there's some confusion and I'm not sure where it started, but it was that you had to work out for 30 minutes every day. Or if you didn't do 30 minutes, then that's no good. And then they said, oh, okay, you can still do 30 minutes, but you can break it up into 10 minute increments. And then there's that whole thing about HIT, high intensity interval training, that you need to do that because that's good for your heart. And then there's the whole thing about cardio. Well, you need you need cardio because cardio gets your, you know, blood pressure and, you know, heart moving and, you know, blood flowing and pushing cardio more than weight training. And so there's a little bit of confusion as to, so what am I supposed to do? Do I do 30? Do I do 10? Do I do 20? Do I do cardio? And then some weight training. I You mentioned about, you know, weight-bearing exercise, you know, at least two to three times a week, uh, doing squats with weights. But if I'm told that I, my doctor's telling me that I need to do cardio, so help us demystify exactly what we should do. And maybe it's not even a should, but some suggestions on, you know, if we're new to exercise, where can we start? Or if we want to mix things up, what are some ideas that we can do? So the funny thing about exercise and where it's been, and again, bouncing back to that concept of you and I have been around since the 80s, <laughs> <laughs> I think a big problem that the world has seen is that we've compared or decided what we should be doing uh, mirrors athletes or mirrors fitness models or, right? Like I look at my grandma passed away at 92 years old. Never once did she hit the gym. Never once did she do high intensity, you know, training. What she did was smart serving sizes. Grandma Little was British, so serving sizes and portions of healthy food and a walk every day. And this is the thing that, that people need to understand is her lifelong goal or, or a lot of prior generations was just as long as I can live and be mentally there, that's what I want. And then all of a sudden we were like, oh, but look at you know Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's got huge muscles. You need these too. To do this, you need to do high-intensity training. You need to do weightlifting. And all of a sudden, the conversation went to, if you want a body like so-and-so, and we've gotten away from taking care of health. And so if you if you look at it, what you need to do is, is there needs to be some time in the day that your heart rate goes above resting, and you want to keep it there. And then, like you said, there's, there's variations on the theme. So what – like – what I want people to do is go have fun. Go for a walk where you lose track of time and you see the world and you know it might be that you were out for 14 minutes. It might be out that you were 
36, 52 hours because you had the right um, right friend with you. The best things someone can do for health, you know, and, and like we were saying, like, you know, whether you're out for 13 minutes, three hours, whatever, the best way to reach that hour, two hours, go out with a friend and like coffee with, with Jenny is, is the perfect thing, right? Go have a walk with someone and then go have a talk with someone at a coffee shop. And if you do it that way, or you walk to the sh- coffee shop, you grab the coffee and your, your walk there is a little higher paced because you're not sipping on a beverage. But these are like, that is the epitome of the best exercise. You, you incorporate human interaction, you incorporate stress relief and all, like just the gym isn't it changing body composition. Isn't it? It, the thing is putting numbers to stuff, right? Cause, cause this is it. Like, Oh, I got to do 30 minutes. Well, then it's like, I only got 19 minutes uh, before, you know, between kid A and kid B's thing, or then use it, go for a deep breathing and a short walk. People underestimate deep breathing and just stopping for a minute and letting the shoulders drop and taking those deep breaths, right? And, and this is the stuff where if more people did that, we would have that healthy population. And you're right. I think we get obsessed about things that we need to do. You know, if I don't have 30 minutes, I can't move. I don't have 20 minutes. I don't feel like going for a walk. It's raining outside. You know, we can come up with all kinds of excuses for why they can't exercise. And sometimes the emphasis is more on either cardio or weight training, which are both good. You know, it's good for the body. But when you think about, you were talking about breathing, you know, just sitting there and meditating and breathing. Well, yeah, you're not physically working out, but you are doing something healthy for your body. You're connecting with your body. It's about the mental health wellness as well. And yoga. Now, I know that there are different types of yoga, ones that are more active in a sense, you're doing poses and you're holding them for a longer period of time and you're challenging your body. But yoga is really about the breath. It's using your breath to move your body. It's using your breath to hold those poses longer. It's my favorite actually is hot hatha. I like to go hot because you get the 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 heat, which helps your muscles relax a little bit. So it's easier to to stretch and get into those poses, but it's holding those poses longer. And the more you're breathing, so you're breathing and you're allowing your body to relax and become more flexible because you mentioned earlier about injuries, where if we don't look after our bodies, we can easily injure ourselves. And and so I think about, you know, meditation, about breathing, about yoga, and all of that is a complement to yeah, I I just did a boxing class this morning and, you know, my muscles are really tense. I'm going to now do some stretching. And stretching, let's, you know, I'm I'm so guilty of this because I remember going for workouts at at uh, the gym and then they're saying, "Okay, so everybody pull out your mats. It's time to stretch." And it's like, "Okay, well, I got to run, you know, I promise I'll do my stretching at home." <laughs> and then I never do. And when I go see my athletic therapist, and, and Lori, she knows, she knows. Have you been stretching? Yeah, I have. No, you have not because she can tell. It's like going to the dentist. Have you been flossing? Oh yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. No, you haven't. Cause I can tell. So, <laughs> so it's more than just 
physically exerting your body, isn't it? Yeah, no, and, and it's the truth. And I'm very fortunate that uh, myself and Milt Stiegel started working together. And it's been a long time. The first thing we ever did was a kid's camp. And that's almost 15 years ago. And I've had the pleasure of working with him and having his motivation to excel. He's he's that side of the business. He's the motivation guy. And it's exactly this. When we go into workplaces, it, it is you know having people understand breath work and stretching. It's having them understand physical strength to do your job if necessary. It's it's understanding all of these these practices that social media doesn't decide what you need to do for health. Your life does. And I think it, it, it's funny because a lot of people harp on millennials, but working in, a, in, the, in the office place, my favorite people are millennials because they'll call you on nonsense immediately. And they will, they will immediately say, I deserve better. And the argument is there whether they do or they don't. But that perspective of I'm important and you'll take care of me is critical to health and wellness. And it's to a level where when you stop and you think, and this has been a big, I guess, changing moment for me in my life, is realizing that the way that history has gone or the way that generations have gone is grinding through something, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go to work sick. And there's a lot of stuff that we do where it's just like, but why? And what I really love seeing is this, the new workplace and with people working from home, et cetera, I really do think that if we took a big step back and said, does the workday need to be nine to five or can it morph into something where here's your job, complete it. And when you're done, relax for the rest of the day. The long and short of it is that's how history used to do things is you had to do what you needed to survive for the day and then you were done. And I, th I think that's how the human's supposed to be, not not make work, not pretend to be busy, not all of these other things. And it is something that when you go into wellness in a workplace space, when you, when you are working with these people and you're coming in with programs and you start to see workplaces that buy into my humans are the resource. I have a business because these people come to work every day. How do I take care of them? How do I keep them their sharpest? How do I keep them focused? And it's funny because what I used to see 20 years ago in workplaces is the spending is on the sales team. The sales team gets everything. They're the ones getting teaching courses on how to sell better and go, 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 because they're the ones making the dollars. And now you see this change into, hey, Jordan and Milt, can you come in here and make sure all of our staff are doing the best they can? Because these people that are the day-to-day, -day, the core of this business, sure, they don't need to sell something, but they need to be focused, dependable, and healthy. And, and as we're seeing people pick that up and, and I really personally, I think it's driven by millennial culture. It's driven by this, this is silliness and we deserve more. Like I love it. And I, and I love seeing the human being treated with respect and their needs being met at their level. Like when they, when someone says, I need this, when a company says, great, here's, here's the benefit plan for it. That to me is just bliss. And I love it. I love that too. And I love that you've been working with Milt on this project and going into workplaces and, you know, and not just workplaces, but also, you know, you talked about kids, uh, boot camp and fitness in general. So what made you decide to start working with Milt? How did that come about? 
it was very simple is Milt loves people, especially there's very few athletes that understand that their income came from the people in the city. Milt loves Winnipeggers and would do anything for them. So it was just natural. Now where Milt is excellent is in the motivation where he lacks is in the compassion for people that are pro athletes. And I bug him about it all the time because there's this, he's got that drive to the next level to be excellent and at a level that most people don't want to compete at. So he and I got working together because it was just, we both love the human. We both love health and wellness. And it's that, that passion that kind of, that's what brought us together. And, and then like every good team, offense, defense, uh, I would very much say Milt is still the offense and I'm the defense that comes in there and says, okay, but here's how we make it applicable to every single person. Now I should say that Milt has gotten very much more in touch with, with people as we've done this and, and met more and more people, but also at the same point, there's something about that motivational side where you're like, you could be that you could be a pro athlete. If you just, people do like to hear that. And there's a, there's a balance to, putting expectation and all that on it. And also then saying, but here's what you need to do from a basic standpoint, perfect this. And then let's see if we can go higher. And that's how we, we got going. And then you walk into a workplace. And of course, if it's in Manitoba, I mean, if I wanted to ride coattails, I think those are the best coattails to ride as far as popularity and, and, and people just knowing the good person. So that's how we got started. It lets us both do, good things for Manitobans. And, and there's, you know, we're, we're excited. There's a, there's a lot more coming down uh, the pipe where we've got some good, uh, we do have the fitness stuff for, for at home and the education stuff at home that's coming in. And uh, we should be announcing that in about two or three months on, on partnerships that we've acquired. And we've got some products that, that are coming along because we just, things we believe in. And that's, we align on both of those. So we're, we're good there. Well, that's exciting because I think that those of us that are not working full time, that maybe we're retired or uh, we're working from home and we can't necessarily access something in person, it's nice to know that we have that option to do it at home. And the fact that there is a package, there's, I'm assuming there's going to be follow-up instructions and, and whatnot to give us a chance of knowing what to do. Because again, not all of us know what we should be doing if we're, you know, if we're uh, lifting weights, are we doing things properly? And and having that, I think, in place is going to be really great. Well, I think if, if I narrowed it down, the next phase is for us to grow is one, I really want to partner with a grocery store because I think that's been the, the mistake of the fitness world is is pushing too many products and not enough, just the food. And that's it. So we want to be involved there. And then if that store can can also capitalize on the fact that we have a fitness program, great, we both win, right? And 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 then if we're involved with a partner that of that size, we can start doing public events because that's something that I we used to do pre-COVID, where we would get people out to large boot camps, you know, and 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 have them move and show people how easy it is and show people how much they're overthinking it. And it's just all you got to do is move and enjoy it. And that's it. So like I say, our, our goal is just to get into the community, to, to, to make it something where we partner with the right businesses so that it makes sense for everyone. So that, you know, people at home aren't paying much, if anything, and 
the message gets out on a large scale. So there's big groups so people can keep each other accountable and supported when having fun. And that's, that's the Fit City Project in a nutshell. I love it. And when we think about health and wellness, when you go to your doctor and you are either trying, they're telling you you need to lose weight or you've got some autoimmune disease or there's something going on, what they tell you is diet and exercise, eating healthy and moving your body. It's as simple as that. And you're right. It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to overthink it. Eat healthy, do what's right for your body and move and stretch and breathe and drink water and everything that you've talked about. And mother nature, you know, the sun and getting outside and sleeping, making sure you're sleeping, all of that. It's it's a holistic approach to wellness, isn't it? Yeah. And having a good cup of coffee with a friend. You know? Yes, that's the most that's important thing. <laughs> most important. And not even joking. That is a huge part of it. Yeah. It's enjoying the moment. It's going for a walk and like you say, stopping in for a cup of coffee and enjoying life. Agreed. That's it. That's health. That's health. All right. And on that note, I want to say thank you so much, Jordan, for being here and sharing what you've been up to in terms of health and wellness, your your uh, projects with uh, Milt Stiegel and some exciting things that are coming down the pipe and reaffirming the idea of moving your body. So thank you for your time. I appreciate it. My pleasure as always. Good to see you. Yeah, Nice to see you too. And let's meet for a coffee soon, okay? I'm in. Perfect. All right. So until next time, think about just moving your body. Go outside for a walk. Get that vitamin D in the sunshine. Stop for a cup of coffee. Do what brings you joy and makes you happy. And if you need more information about how to incorporate a health and wellness program in your workplace, please reach out to Jordan Sisawa at Fit City Jordan. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.